For another episode of We Are the Ones podcast. What's going on, Avi? What is going on? So, Buffalo is about to show itself. <laughs> it's about to show itself. Um, the snow is coming. Yes, it is. Snow is coming. We had our first snow day. Uh, what was that? A couple days ago? I think yesterday. it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we had our first snow day. It wasn't that bad. Yes, we did. Um, but, I was, I was, me, and, me and wifey went to the movies. And as we were coming out of the movie theater um, last night, it was almost like a damn near whiteout outside. Right, because the winds was going real yeah, fast. it was crazy. Yeah. yeah as soon as we got on the highway, it was just like it completely cleared up. You know what I mean? So it was, it's, it's, it's weird times, y'all. It's, it's weird on its times, way. You know, it's on its but, way. <laughs> but no, we um excited. You know, this is the podcast we where we have extraordinary conversations with extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yes. And today is absolutely no exception because <laughs> I think we are pretty extraordinary, <laughs> I right? I say so myself. Yeah, I so, say so myself. As, as you guys can see, you know, it's just me and Avi today. Yes, you know, yes. and uh, and we thought it was gonna be really important, you know, to just kind of sit and just have some conversation with us, right? Yeah. Um, because you know, we started this podcast. Um, we had some motivations behind why we started it and things like that. But you know, people don't really, you know, unless People know us intimately right. and closely. They right. don't really know us. Know us, right? You know what I mean. So we thought it would be a good opportunity for our audience, our first generation audience, to get to know who we are. Absolutely. Right? So I'm excited Absolutely. to be here, and I love y'all. Y'all don't understand. I love having conversations with Aviance <laughs> because she's a great conversationalist. Even when I came to her with this idea to do this podcast, I couldn't think of a better person to do this with because she's just such a great conversationalist, you know? Thanks, so I was just like, yeah, so this is going to be a fun episode today. <laughs> you know, it's just, just the two of us. We shall see what we dive into tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what she's going to ask me. I don't know what we're talking about today, <laughs> y'all. But I kind of got an idea, but... Um, I'll be like to just throw curveballs and stuff. I do. You know what I mean? Well, so. because the thing about me is that I love to get to the root of the thing. Yeah. You know, I don't, we can only do surface for about two minutes and then we, we, we got to get down to we the gotta root. We got to get deep. We got to get we deep. We got to go deep. Yes. You know? So. Yes. I, I guess, I think I'm ready to go deep tonight. <laughs> I think I'm ready to well, go deep. Well, it'll be good because, you know, I think on our podcast, we start with our guests with their backstory. Right. You know, so I think it's only right if we kind of started with our backstory and then if we kind of go into what we're doing now, what we're passionate about and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, So... I'm going to be getting a little bit into Jamil <laughs> so no, that our first generation her. family <laughs> can know exactly who is on the other side of me. But Jamil, so um, I was... <laughs> I don't know what I got myself <laughs> into tonight, y'all. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not even going to be that bad tonight. Right. I'm not even going to be that bad tonight. All right. But I would say um, the the one thing that I love, Jamil, is that for the past, oh my goodness, over a decade now, since since we, we've known each other, I have seen you just jump levels, you know, into the, into the man that you always wanted to be mm -hmm. and into the man that you are still becoming. And I think it's, I think it's a phenomenal thing. And for you to have your son right now at yeah. this stage, yeah. it is perfectly ordained and done. Yeah. So I'm excited for the man that he's going to know today yeah. and moving forward. So before we get into that, though, Jamil, um, born and raised in Buffalo? 
Born here, uh, raised between here and Washington, D.C. Uh, I spent about 10 years in D.C. Uh, my mother is from D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and both of my brothers were born down there. Um, and we moved up here. You know, long story short, you know, we were having some challenges down in D.C. at the time. We lived in a big house. It was like nine of us living in a house together, you know. Um, and, you know, people started passing away. Like my uncle got um, tragically murdered. Um, and then three months later to the day, that he um, he passed away. My grandmother died um, Thanksgiving night, 1989. Oh yeah. And we ended up um, uh, ended up moving to a homeless shelter, um, my mother, my two brothers and I. Um, and from there, we moved to, like, probably the roughest part of D.C. at the time. And you got to understand, too, D.C. at that time, it was, like, at the height of the crack epidemic. Oh, you know what I mean? So okay. it was it was really bad down there. Mm-hmm. So my mother needed to, needed to get us away from that, yeah. you know. So my father, his entire side of the family lived here in Buffalo. So she brought us up here, you know. And then, you know, that was like um, early 90s. So we've been up here ever since. Yeah. So what is, so since you've been in Washington, D.C., do you still remember Washington, D.C. very fondly? You do? yeah. Vividly? Okay. Yeah. So if you had to uh, say the difference between Washington, D.C. and Buffalo, because you've also seen Buffalo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are, are there are there any stark differences between Absolutely. the two? DC is Chocolate City. They, they was, it was always known as it was Chocolate City. That's okay. what DC was known for. You know, mm-hmm. coming to Buffalo it was a culture shock for me. I'd never really been around like white people before, really? before I came to Buffalo. Yeah, you know, so um, experiencing racism for the first time. You know, in Buffalo. In Buffalo, absolutely. You know, so um, <laughs> and it, it was it was just weird. You know, I'm like, you know, I remember getting called all types of names from these. From these folks, I'm just like, I like, know what? <laughs> yeah, you this is when they had like the zebra pants, you know. <laughs> you know I'm just like, I, I can't imagine being, you know, called a, a racial epithet by somebody with zebra pants on Buffalo Bill zebra and pants. And yet it on. happened. Yeah, it, it definitely happened. You know, yeah. so um, so yeah, I, I, that was the big difference for me though. Like coming here, and it was it was a culture shock. Um, and Buffalo was a lot smaller city, obviously, than Washington D.C. Yeah. You know? So um. But that has some that has some benefits to it as well. You know what I mean? Because because when you're a smaller city, that means somewhat you're a more tight knit community, right? So um, we we you know we definitely definitely over the course of the years you know developed our community, right? Mm-hmm. And who who uh, who we were and just you know just had some challenges. Definitely had some challenges uh, <laughs> growing up here in Buffalo. Um, you know. My parents just weren't doing well at the time, and um, they had their own challenges and such. And, um, you know, my brothers had decided to, you know, take a, a different alternative route. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they went the street route. I, I tried to stay on the straight and narrow, and I was the square, you know. So, so. but that's interesting because your your brother, you, you're, you're both of your brothers are older than you. No, I'm the middle. You're so the middle. I've, I've, one brother that's older than me, we were born the same day, just a year apart from each mm-hmm. other. And then I have my younger brother who's two years younger than me. Okay. So your older brother, um, what was it about seeing where he was going that you just knew, like, that's not really what I want to do? Because usually as a brother, you want to do everything that your brother, yeah. you know, do. But what it, what was it that was like, no, I don't think I want to do that. I, you know, I think it was just like, it was a couple of things. One, I, I, I think God, you know, I think God for just giving me vision very early on in my life. Um, and kind of giving me this provision on um, where where I wanted to be because I knew 
at that time in the circumstances that I grew up in that I didn't want to be a part of that, you know, because it, it was just like poverty. It was drugs. It was alcohol. It was just, it was, it was a whole bunch. Of, it was killing. It, it was all of the crazy stuff that comes with growing up in the hood. Yeah. Right. And I just knew I wanted no parts of that, yeah. you know? So, um, and I saw like, you know, the path that my, my brothers is particularly my older brother was going down at the time. And it was just like, he was getting in trouble a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't like trouble. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I don't want to get in trouble, you know? So, I just I decided that I was gonna take the um, the role as travel and for us at that time, which was school, you know, and going through the you know the educational route, and that was my out. That was my out, you know, because had I not you know gone in that direction, mm -hmm. who knows what my life would have turned out to be. You know what I think is interesting about your growing up because I don't have many friends who had parents, but your parents was a part of the whole Black Panther movement. Yeah, my and mom, yeah. Your mom, yeah. yeah. And I, I really love that because I don't think I have anyone else around me who had a parent a part of that. So growing up with a mom that was a part of that movement, what was that like? Man, Mom Dukes, man, she, she was so... She, my mom, if you know my mom, you know her as a lover. She's such a sweet, gentle soul now. She was so back then. Oh, oh. <laughs> she said, you know, I remember she used to wear this, uh, it was this black wristband that she, and she never took it off. She never, like, she slept in it, she showered in it. Like, she had it for years, for a long time. It even, even predated us when we, when we were born, you know? And that was, like, her her little way to stay connected to, the, the, the you know, the whole Black Panther uh, movement even though it was like disbanded and, you know, we know the stories right. of the black, if you don't Google it, <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, she was like, she instilled in us like pride and black pride and, you know, um, and being proud of who we are and where we came from, you know? Um, and I think that I, I carried a lot of that to who I am today. Cause every, yeah. you know, we know, we'll oh, talk about boy, this a little later, know. but you know, I love black people. Yes, you do. I, I love my people, Yes, you, you know, do. and I'll, and I'll do, mm -hmm. I love people in general, mm -hmm. you know, I do, but I really love black people. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. So, um, you know, but I, I got a lot of that from my mom though, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and just, I, I just remember like meetings that she would go to like, like community meetings and things like that. Uh, just young, I was probably what, you know, maybe seven, six, seven years old, and I, you know, kind of remember these things, you know. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I probably didn't pay attention to nothing that was being said. Yeah, of course there, not. Yeah. But I just remember just being, you know, in that space, and you know, it's just funny how things happen. Like as you get older, you know, you find yourself. You know, in, that in that same space. You yeah. Know, so. But the thing about it is that it fits so perfectly on you, though. Yeah. You do yeah. it so well. I, I love my folks. What <laughs> is it that What is it that you love about black people so much? Like, why Why oh. are you so passionate when it comes to black people? Do you see us? Like, of oh course I see us. This, I mean, of course it's I the see beauty us. Of, our, of our skin. Just like, honestly, and even a lot of the, the, the struggles and the challenges that we've been through, in, in life as a as a culture as a community I appreciate that because like we we are a resilient group yeah, of people yeah we, we I mean for all the things that we've had thrown up against us mm -hmm. over time since coming over here being you know you know forcibly you know dragged over here right um, and all the things that we had to go through kind of losing our own identities and such mm -hmm. you know but we're still <clears throat> you know we 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 were the ones that we can make you know uh we can make 
lemonade out of lemons. We can like make lemon meringue pie. You know, we take scraps and turn it into, into soul food. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yep. like, it's just, we've always been a resilient brunch, and bunch. And, and that's the one thing that I love about us so much. You know, I mean, and then, you know, we we are the controllers of cool, right? So we yes. we control culture. We, we control, you know, um, that's kind of, I don't want to say we necessarily control it because control sometimes to me means, you know, that we have ultimate power over things too, which I don't think we necessarily do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but the way, the way we move is how everything else moves, yeah. right? You know, we, you know, kind of control the way, you know, certain things go in culture and such. And, you know, it's, it's just hard not to love us. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So I have a question. And black women. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> black women. I'm sorry. <laughs> black women. Y'all are just, just everything. Well, the interesting thing about black women is that, so with Jamil, if you were to see his team, I think <laughs> his team is probably like 90% black women. Yeah. Yeah. 90% black women. Because yeah. he always says, if you want something done, you get you some black women around you. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in having strong women around you, mm-hmm. um, especially strong black women. You want something done, you want something done right, you have a woman do it, and, you know, and, and the black woman just does things in, in ways that, you know, it just, other people just, they don't have that same je ne sais quoi. They just don't. <laughs> Which is so interesting because, you know, for a while and maybe even today, probably because I'm just not seeing it in my feed today, but you know this whole fight between black men and black women. Yeah, yeah it's annoying. Yeah, like, what do, what do you feel is some of the underlining between that? Like, why, why do you feel like we can't actually be okay with one another? We actually have to fight against one another. I, I think, honestly, it's... That's more media-driven than anything else. I, I really firmly believe that um, there is more of the positive of the relationship that's happening than what we okay. being cre- what we get credit for. Yeah. Right. Because the negative stuff is always amplified. Right. You know, right. but people don't. You know, and, and it's it's like this this thing where people often try to you know, put black people in this box where, like, we're just, like, you know, you got a bunch of deadbeat dads and, you know, um, absentee parents and things like that, where the overwhelming majority of of parenthood, or how parenthood happens, like, you have two parents in a household in, in, in most black families. Mm-hmm. That's not the narrative that, right. you know, that they want us Absolutely. to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we just got to be careful with that because when we constantly, you know, give that energy, we help to keep amplifying that that negative um, narrative that's out there, where we need to start talking more about you know the positive that happens and the positive that we see because it's more of that that happens than the negative. Right. So I would say growing growing up, you know, we've we've all had hurdles that we had to overcome. Is there anything between Washington D.C. or Buffalo any hurdle that for you personally you you've had to overcome in order to do better? Man, if you see my knees, oh, I got busted <laughs> knees. <laughs> you're trying to jump over them damn hurdles and I'm just like dang. <laughs> dang. <laughs> Man, that's all I had to do is overcome hurdles in my life Avi you know yeah. every, you know that's been the story of my life you know um I think things are good now but like even coming up you know like I said I, I grew up in poverty you know yeah. like um I had parents who were addicts you know my my mom's an alcoholic my dad was a drug addict 
um, thank God they had yeah, completely turned their lives yes, around. Yes. You know, I mm-hmm. give all credit to God for that. But, um, you know, my brothers were in the streets, you know, um, just, it, it was just, it was just one, just one negative thing. I just, I was, honestly, I went to more, I've been to more funerals in my life than I've been, been to weddings. You know what I mean? So, like and people I, your age? Yeah, and and even you know people my age, people you know family members or yeah. whatever you know. But um, and and most of the funerals that I've been to were before the age of fifteen. Oh my god! You know what I mean? So um, honestly, most of them were probably before the before the age of ten. You know what I mean? So, but it, it was you know that's just that's the life that I was that I was accustomed to. Right. You know what I mean? Just people, you know, people had the you know. Either people was in the streets or people that had health issues or whatever it was. You know, like I said, I had a, a, a uncle who was tragi- tragically murdered, you know. Um, and I just remember even going to his funeral, um, he had an open casket funeral. And you still see the bullet in, um, imprint in his head. You know what I mean? Wow. So, and seeing that at 9, 10 years old, yeah. like, that's that's traumatizing. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I had to overcome a lot of that. Um and it it was rough, you know, and, and again, I, I be very clear. I love my pops, you know, like we have a great relationship now. It hasn't always been like that. Right. You know, it definitely mm-hmm. hasn't always been like that. And growing up without a father around and kind of being forced to be the man of the house mm-hmm. at a, such a young age, that's, that's challenging in itself. Right. You know, so, um, and I had to go through a lot, you know, you know, I had to knuckle up with a lot of folks, you know what I mean? Just to, you know, Show people that you know I ain't soft out here. You know right. what I mean. So, um, so between that and like I said, just dealing with like poverty and such, and but I persevered though. You know, I went through. You know, and I and I and I pushed myself through. Had those challenges. I, I was the first in my family to go to college and actually graduate from college. Uh, you talk about first generation. Come on now. You know what I mean. So yeah. Um, but that was a challenge in itself. So I got right. to go <laughs> I got kicked out of college. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got back in. Yes, you in did. In the same college I got kicked out of, you know, and, you know, and I graduated with, with high honors, but I got kicked out. Yeah. You know, I just wasn't focused because I just had all these other challenges happening outside of outside of school. I mean, but the way that even with that coming around, because when you spoke at your... At your uh, yeah, the commencement. Is yes. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just amazing. You talk about a full circle moment. Seriously. You know, because... <laughs> Uh, I got asked to, you know, what she's talking about, I got asked to give the keynote address at the University of Buffalo's um, commencement ceremony for the Alana graduation. Um, it was, was it this year? It was this year? Yeah, 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 May of this year. So, mm-hmm. um, and that was, uh, you talk about a full circle moment. That was moment. a full circle moment. Man, because, like, I was that same kid that got kicked out of that same school. Right. I got kicked out of that same school <laughs> for them to turn around and recognize stuff that I'm doing out here and ask me to come back as, like, a distinguished alumni to give a keynote address. Like, that was a top five moment in my life. I was about to ask you, like, what, what sort of lesson or what sort of takeaway did you come with with that? You got to persevere. You got to persevere. You know? Like you just, there's no, there's no quit in me. There's, you know, that's true. you know, there's, that's <laughs> there's, true. there's no quit in me whatsoever. You know, like and when things get really, really hard, I'm just like, oh, like, and I want to give up. I'm just like, I just can't. There's yeah. something in me. It was just like, yo, it's telling me like, yo, bro, you, you better not give up. And I just, and I just keep persevering, you know? So 
you just, you know, you're going to have your challenges, you know, you're going to have those setbacks and such. But like I said in that speech and like I've this a quote that I live by in life that your setbacks are just set up for comebacks. Mm. And tough times don't last, but tough people do. Right. right. So you just got to keep persevering, you yeah. know, and I'm telling you, you, you do that and you keep your head on straight. And I'm telling you, you can just do anything, man, because like. Look at my life now. I'm like, I'm, my life is popping right now. It's it's lit. <laughs> it's definitely lit. With and capital the, L-I-T. And the thing about Jamil, too, is that Jamil is a good, good finesser. Oh, yeah. Finesse game strong, y'all. <laughs> I mean. That finesse game is strong. <laughs> the way Jamil finagle his way into things is amazing. My wife calls it Dawn the, the Jamil. <laughs> so there you go, Dawn the Jamil again, you know. Right. But that is definitely a talent yeah, or a gift. Yeah, I don't know just what gotta, it is. You, you got to know how to talk to people, man. That's true. You know, you got to, you know, and that's the thing. I don't like to be aggressive with folks, you know, even people that I disagree with or, or whatever. I don't, you know, you got to, you got to massage it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I remember one time I was, uh, I was at college, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm driving through the campus. It was late at night. It was like raining really bad or whatever. And I'm speeding through the campus and the um, uh, I got pulled over by a, a, a female cop at the time, university cop, and uh, you know, I, I just had I started talking that ish to her, man. You know, what I'm saying I hit her with the yo baby, yo baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, that yo baby worked because she was like, just, just, just slow down. <laughs> you actually said that to her? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was your baby, you know, and and it worked, you know. What I'm <laughs> so I think that was the first time I like I really kind of finessed myself out of something. I'm like, yo, this worked. This worked, like, right? Like, let me start talking to people. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, and you know, but you, you, I do things in a way though where I want to make sure that I'm not just always taking from people. Mm. And I think part of part of the the, the success of my finesse is because I'm constantly giving as well. Yeah. You know, because if you constantly give, you know, and you don't lead with your hand out asking what you can get in return, the universe always has a way of reward, rewarding you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And I would say, uh, was it last year or the year before, you actually started speaking things. You were you were so big and are still so big on speaking things into existence. Yeah. Why don't you talk about, like, how manifestation, like, what that means to you, like, what that does for it's, you? It's a real power in, in manifestation, you know, because uh, I'm a firm believer is in how you think about things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there's an old saying that um, I, I don't, I, one of those old Greek philosophers, I think it was maybe Socrates or something like that. Uh, he said, he who says he can and okay. he who says he can't are both usually right. Yep. You know, so I'm just like, you know what, let me just start thinking about things in a way where I'm just like I always just have this is everything's just positive. I'm just, I just I I attract abundance in my life. Mm -hmm. I think it was back in 2020, uh, was it 2020 or 2021? At the beginning of the year, the top of the year, I proclaimed that that year was going to be the year of, of abundance, abundance for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's when I'm and I kept saying it over and over and over because I'm telling you, when you the more you say these things, the more you start internalizing these things. Mm -hmm. It's just, again, the universe just has a way of just like, you know, of just like attracting all of these things to you because like you're you're giving this stuff to the universe and, and telling it what you want. Mm. And it's just like it's going to it's going to come to you. And it, it has a way of just like 
making sure that you get everything that you need, all of the resources you need to make these things happen. I remember um, putting on my whiteboard. I used to write on like my little whiteboards, my little um, my goals for the year. And I did, I think it was like December of 2019, I did it for 2020. And and I look back at in December of 2020, everything that was on that whiteboard and like 90% of the stuff was accomplished on wow. there. Wow. And it was a lot of stuff on there. It was a lot of stuff on there. And I'm just like, man, it's power in that. Yeah. It's real power, like writing things down. When you write it down, you make, make it, it plain. plain. I'm telling you, like, yeah. it's like this stuff sounds cliche, but it's so, it's so real. Yeah. It's it's really real. You know, so um, you know, so I'm 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 a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in manifestation, you know, because like, you know, if you if you say you want something, just to speak it. Yeah. Just speak it. Well, let's talk about the things that you are manifesting manifesting around here. Okay. So we got change makers, 30 yeah. under 30. Yeah, yeah, talk a little right. bit about that. Where, where did that inspiration come from and what, what it is so the audience knows? It's change makers is the largest award show in this region that recognizes professionals under the age of 30. Um, we started it back in 2011. And uh, at the time I was going to, I was being invited to a lot of different events Um um, fundraisers, political fundraisers, you know, galas and all that type of stuff. Um, and I and I saw all these people being honored for stuff. And I'm just like, that's cool. But there's people that look like me who was doing amazing things out here. Mm-hmm. Like, can we have something for them, you know, to be honored as well? And uh, nothing, nothing at the time that I knew existed, you know. So I went to a couple folks. They tried to little bro me like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of like wait your turn type thing, you know. <laughs> And anybody knows me knows I don't like to take no for an answer. Yes. You know, so um, so I'm like, you know what? Nobody's going to help me. I'm going to do this thing myself. I had no idea what I was going to, how I was going to do it or anything. And we started in, in, a, in about a room that's about the size of this room right here. I remember. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. It was about 70 people. In the, it was probably a little bigger than this room. But, um, <laughs> but it wasn't a lot of people there. And we grew it from that to now the largest event in this region, you know, and um, and I love it because it's like, you know, we are able to get people, uh, give people a platform to be recognized for um, not only the work that they have done or are doing, but the potential of the work that they're going to yeah. do as well. Because, yeah. again, that's about vision, what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes we see things in other people that they don't necessarily see themselves. Very true. You Very know? true. And one of the biggest compliments that I always receive is that, you know, um, because of this event, you know, you know, I launched my, my now six figure career or mm-hmm. I met my now business partner or, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, that's the, that's the fuel that keeps me going with this thing. Yeah. And then we have cruise control media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we, we rocking and rolling machine right, now. right there. We rocking and rolling right now, <laughs> you know? Um, and we're not, honestly, I don't even feel like that we really even scratched the surface. I don't yet. think so either. You know, yeah. um, you know, we we started back in 2017, went through a whole bunch of different iterations. And, you know, we kind of really finding finally landed on like this media production and marketing stuff. And uh, we've been we've been hitting the ground running, especially since 2020. Um, that's when things really started to take off for us. And you would think, you know, we were in the, in the midst of a pandemic exactly. at the time. Right. You know, everybody were like trying to hold on to their dollars. Right. But, you know, they was giving it to us, you know, because because this is the thing. There was a lot of people at that time who, you know, we had to, we had to uh, transition to this virtual space. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't know what to do. So I'm like, I, 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 I'm your solution. To, right. You know what I mean? Right. And from that, things just started to snowball and, you know, and here we are now. What a big snowball it is yeah. becoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I know people can't see it, but like we are in this uh, amazing studio right now. We got one, two, about five cameras up in here. You and know. this is only one studio. Yeah, this is only the first one. <laughs> Listen, man, this is actually this is the second studio. This is the second studio. This is the second studio. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, we're growing. We're we're growing, you know. And I I got folks like my guy Charles and boss. Chuck. And yeah, we call him boss man. That's boss here. man right there. That's big boss man <laughs> over here. You know what I'm saying? So he's the general manager for our podcast studio called the Pod Hub. Um, you know, Avi's on the team. Yeah. You know, we got Trish, we got uh we got Chuck, you know, and we and we're growing. Yeah. We're growing, you know. So uh I went from a, a one-man band to like now I have I, I have an opportunity to employ other people. Right. You know, and which is something I've always wanted to do. I know. I've always wanted to do that. You know, I've always I I've made a promise to myself that I was gonna take y'all out y'all jobs. I know I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Um, I think oh, I'm trust close. me. I will. I remember that. It's in my phone. Uh, Dated. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I made a promise that, you know, to my friends that I was going to take them out of their jobs. And that's that's my goal. You know, so it's, all that I'm doing is not for me. Of course. You know, it's not for me. It's, it's to provide uh, access and opportunities to other people. So, Jamil, so you are married. You have... You had your uh, your first child this year. Yeah. What are some of your desires, aspirations from here on out for your family and for yourself? Uh, for my family, um, particularly for my son, I want to make sure that he has uh, a much better life than I could have ever wildly imagined. You know, uh, I told you some of the challenges that I've had growing up, and I don't want him to remotely have to think about that type of lifestyle at all. So we're trying to do everything that we can. Um, and I want to make sure that both of us are around for him. Both, both yeah. of his parents are around for him. When I say both of us around, I mean together and around. You right, know, not right. like doing this thing separately. You know, mm-hmm. shout out to all of the people that's out here, you know, holding it down as single parents and such. But, Slash. you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that my, my boy sees, like, what a, a, a healthy black marriage and family looks like absolutely you know what i mean because I, I i didn't have the fortune the fortunes of seeing that growing up mm-hmm. you know what I mean? so but it's sire's world man like it, <laughs> we, it has it in his nursery on his wall yes. like it's a sire's world it's man. a sire's world and you know yeah. i want him like the world is his playground you know i don't want him to be limited to you know to just what we you know what his immediate you know surroundings and such yeah you know i want him to be able to see the world and like that's why like we have this map on the wall in his room and it has every country in there you know uh with the exception of like russia and north korea but you know <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's another story for another day but um but yeah i want to i want him to be able to point to any country on him like yo i want to go there yeah and just and just be able to go you know what i mean so um yeah, that's 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 what I want for my boy, man. I want him to be able to just see a world that you know I could have never mm. imagined coming up, you know. And and again, even for for his mother, my wife, man, like she she's such an amazing person. Shout out to Sally yeah. Cruz. She is such a she's, a, she's an amazing May. mother. She is. Oh my, oh my goodness! Like, I it's like girl, when you see it, like you know, she's knocking it out the park. Sally was a type when she was, uh, you know, going through her entrepreneur phase and such. 
Well, she's still she's still a full time entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, but Sally was a beast when it came to that stuff. Yes, and she it was, was all about the business. Gazelle focused. Yeah, it was My all about. So I was honestly, I was a bit nervous. Nervous, at first. right? Like I don't know. Like, are you still going to be all about the business the way you are, that, the way you have been? Yeah. You know, and like she she's still shift. about the business, but. She absolutely made the shift, and she is like, man. you talk about mom of the year, man. Like, she's amazing. She is. She is, man. Like, she's holding it down, man. <laughs> she really is. So, so the fact that we, you know, we get to do this thing together as a unit is, I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, we have 12 minutes left. So, yeah. I'm going to have Jamil ask me anything. Yeah, in the yeah. Next 12 I, I didn't, and this is why I didn't want to, I know I can talk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can talk. What do you, you know? mean? No, you was answering my question. I understand that, but why we only have twelve minutes left? To... That's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> like you said, Aviance, you like to dig deep, right? You like to go back. So, because it's so much that I still would love to learn about you. You know, we've been knowing each other for uh, for a long time now, and um, you know, and I think there's I, I know you. We've spent some time, you know, getting to know each other. But um, it's still some things that, you know, about your past, your upbringing that I, that I just don't know, you know. So, yeah, um, <laughs> so, so tell, just, you know, go back a little bit. I know we only got a few minutes, but like, <laughs> go back, you know, like, how did, how did you become all of this, this chocolate beauty that we know today, you know, so... <laughs> Well, I came out chocolate, so I stayed chocolate. Okay, that's, so that's what I'm that's, yeah, that, that's how that Shout started. <laughs> um, but grow, growing up, I had I had a pretty I, I had a pretty good childhood, yeah. honestly. Um, my mom and dad was together, and then they split up when I was around seven. Crazy thing is, I actually prayed for them to be divorced, though. Wow, wow. As a child, because back then I was such I was such a mommy's girl that I wanted mm. my mother to myself, oh. and. Also, because <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? I did. I was. I went to my mom myself. You wanted your mommy's. So I, I, did. Was, I was thinking you was about to say something like, "Oh, it was some challenge." Like, you know. Well, I was, yeah. But okay, so I just wanted. Right. Yeah. Well, that that was number one. Okay. I went to my mom to myself, and then number two. So my dad, with me being a military brat, when my dad came home, he treated me like a son. Hmm. And See, that's why you a thug. That's why you got them hands like that. See, you learn something new every day. Really, Jamil? Yeah. Really? Like, <laughs> I, I saw the way you moved them hands, and I'm just like, okay, but go ahead, finish though. Yeah, so he so he he treated me like a son, and I didn't like that. Mm. So between me and my mom, and then between my dad treating me like a boy, I'm like... What would he do? Like, what were some of the things he would do? So some of the things he would do <laughs> is when I was little, my dad would literally roll me into a ball, like literally have my, my feet connect with my head. Like, roll me into a ball. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, boss. I'm fine. I'm fine now. I went through therapy. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. I paid for it. It's okay. Um, yeah, so... Like he, those little potato bugs? Like <laughs> Yes, he used to roll... Because, you know, coming from a military background, he was just so rough. Mm. You know, and he wanted to play with me in a rough way. And I'm like, no, I don't want to play like that. <laughs> you know, I don't want to play like that. So I used to always love when my mother would come home and be like, Jeff, stop! Stop doing her like that. Stop. Because if my mother wasn't around, boy, it was... Oh, man. It was... It was rough. <laughs> so, 
Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so growing dead. up. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Like, was... <laughs> but it's okay. You know, I was happy a little bit when my brother came around a little mm-hmm. bit. But, um, yeah, so so growing up, I, I prayed for that. And when they actually got that divorce, the thing that I didn't know is that my mother was not a single parent. Mm. And that meant that she had to work more. So that meant that, you know, as, as a child, seeing your mom work the way that she did, and we actually had a conversation about this after the last episode with Kelly. Mm-hmm. My mother called me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to talk about it. And the thing is that as, as a child, you only feel what you see. Mm-hmm. And seeing my mother gone and then seeing her come back home and just making sure, like, our chores were done and, like, very militant, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was like, okay. I don't really like this either, <laughs> but it's, it spiraled me into depression, and then mm. I became suicidal, and all of that, things going through high school, so, you I, know. Yeah, see, and th- these are things that, I, again, I've been knowing Aviance <laughs> for all of this time, and uh, I've, I've never knew this stuff. Well, see, know, but so. the thing, too, the thing that y'all have to know about me, though, is that I'm a person who loves to listen to people, Yeah. so if are. people don't ask me questions, I'm not talking. Like, wow. and, and I'm not volunteering information. So how did you, <laughs> at what point did you make the transition to come out of, you know, out of that shell or out of that that funk from being, you know, like you said. Suicidal. Suicidal and things like that. So at what point did that transition happen? Actually, it happened when we went to a, ther- a, a therapist and. How old were you? Um, I was maybe like 14, 15. Okay. We had went and the, the therapist started with my mother. He was, he was like, you know, so. You you tell me in your own words why you think we're here for for your daughter, mm-hmm. and while she was explaining it, she started crying, and I was so elated. I was so happy to see my mother cry. You had it, never seen her cry before. No, it was it was because during that time, you know, she was just so militant with us. Uh, you know, being yeah, yeah, yeah. now being a, a single parent, like I said, growing up, you only feel what you see. You don't really understand. Was that. she a cop at the time? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So to me, I felt like. Mom don't care about me. She just want to make sure that the house is good. Yeah. You know, as long as the house is good, it's good. So to sit there and see my mother actually shed tears, that's all I needed was to feel that you do still love me. Mm. And after I saw that, therapy was done. We only needed that one session. That's all I needed was to just see that. And then I was good. So, wow, that's amazing. So you you went through this therapy session and... So what was what was the, what were conversations like after that? Like with your mom? Like did you tell her just like this is all I ever needed from you? Like and yeah. what what was her response from that? The interesting thing is that I think I think it did a good and a bad thing because the the good thing was that my mom finally understood that I understand that you're trying to provide for me, but I'm not feeling like you love me. Mm. So that 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 shifted the the way that she was mothering at that time. Okay. But the bad thing that happened is that she she over she, she was overly concerned for my well-being hence then. So whenever, you know, in life, you'll be sad. But whenever I'm sad, my mother is thoroughly concerned. Like, are you thinking about doing anything bad to yourself? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that I was suicidal. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, if I cry, if I'm sad, my mother is overly concerned that I'm going to slip back into that depression and thinking about mm-hmm. killing myself. So so good and bad came came out of it, but it is what it is. But yeah, you never had those type of feelings after that? Towards my mother? No, I'm just like those suicidal. suicidal... Oh yeah. From what? Uh, going through my divorce. Oh. 
Oh yeah. yeah, I wanted to go. I wanted to be out of here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that for a little bit. Um, because so growing because you were let's let's kind of give some backstory. Mm-hmm. You were married, you know, for for <clears throat> a couple of years. Couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, y'all had some challenges and such, and you know, ended up going through the divorce, and you know, and you you know, obviously, you know, y'all are. Uh, you have a, a, a good relationship now, yeah, you know, yeah. um, but it wasn't always like that. So, so talk about that transition. The thing that I noticed in marriage is that um, in in my previous marriage is that we were not friends before we be, before we became husband and wife. Mm. And now I completely understand the the importance it is of being friends because foundation. Oh my goodness, it yeah. is because. In our marriage, it, it, it was like, if if I don't like you right now, I just don't like you. Mm-hmm. But if you're a friend, you're like, I don't like you right now, but I still want you around. Mm-hmm. Like, I still want you around. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. It was, get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be around you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so going, so I, I would say for me, going through the divorce is really what made me who I am right now because, oh my goodness, when I was crying out to God and when I was saying like, Get him. He's the problem. Get mm-hmm. him. And when God said, uh, why don't we look at you first? Mm. And I'm like, for what? I didn't do nothing. Mm. I didn't do anything. But I think, I think it's 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 so beautiful how how God dealt with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because at at the end of the day, I was so mad at God, but yet I knew he was the only one that could fix me. Mm. He was the only one that could fix me. Um, So I had to go through some very hard questions, very hard realizations about me. And honestly, what that came to is that even though I felt so um, betrayed in my marriage, I ended up going to him and apologizing for a lot. To your ex-husband? Yeah, Mm -hmm. like apologizing for a lot because at the end of the day, it takes two to have a marriage. And you only know what you know at that time. Um, and I, I, I ended up apologizing for, for a lot. And I just, I just think going through my divorce was a very humbling thing. It was very humbling thing because growing up, I just thought like, you know, anyone who snagged me, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying, (laughs) Charles? You know what I'm saying? going through that divorce really humbled me like okay Ivans, that's good that you think that way about yourself but let's let's be real about the things that you can continuously work on and the yeah. things that you have to compromise and what marriage truly is um so yeah at the end of the day um i i came out a better woman we don't have to you know go too deep into you know like a lot of the details of you know of like the divorce and things like that and what happened but it, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, like, I'm just really interested and curious about what are those things that you felt like that you had to apologize for? Because the one thing that I know is that um, a woman is, a, she is a multiplier. If when, when a man gives us a seed, we multiply it and we turn that into a child. So with the, with the love that, that my husband was giving me, I didn't multiply that and make it a home. Mm. I didn't. Okay. You know, um, and on top of that, because my mom and my dad was divorced, I got a lot of my how to do marriage from TV. 
And because of that, my idea was happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. That is not the way mm-hmm. it goes yeah. at all. It's I not. Get, I'm telling y'all, man. <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. Not at all. So like, husband um, ain't happy. I'm telling you, it's going to be I'm a bad day. I'm telling you, it really <laughs> is. And so I think, so I, I had to apologize about that. Like the way that I didn't create a home for him. I didn't, and on top of that, I wasn't a safe place for him either. Mm. I know that a lot of men, uh, you know, have, have that, have that little boy inside and they need to make sure that they feel safe with that little boy with mm-hmm. you. I didn't make him feel safe with mm. me. So I didn't create a good home for him. I didn't create a safe place for him. And then on top of that, whenever we would have, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, whenever he would come to me and, and want to discuss a hard topic, I didn't want to discuss that because I didn't know how to respond. Mm. You know, I, I didn't, mm. I didn't know how to respond. So, mm. It was, so God showed me myself when I thought it was going to be all about, like, fixing him. God was like, no, no, no. We need to fix you. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, and that, you know, you going back to that that whole foundational piece, too, about being friends. That, that is so it's, bodily important, man, because, you know, it's just funny because just this morning my wife and I were having a conversation uh, about marriage. And, you know, we, we've had our challenges, you know, gone through some things and, Consider divorce. I mean, we've been together almost 15 years, you yes. know, so of course we, you know, it's going, you know, <laughs> you know, you're going to go through some stuff, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, but it was, you know, it was a point in our marriage where, you know, you know, divorce was, it was, it, it was a thing. It was, it was, it was a thing, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and I remember telling my wife and, you know, and I'll share this with y'all and I, and I, and I talked to her about this. We actually just talked about it this morning, actually. Um, I remember telling her that um, if if we were to get divorced, I can't be friends with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I love you too much right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we do have that foundational piece there with the yeah. friendship, but it was just, you know, considering all the things that we were going through at the time, I, was like, I, I don't know if I can, I can be friends, right? Yeah. And she said that was the thing for her, you know, that that was like, you know what? Like, I, I, I cannot oh, see my life. You. She didn't want to lose me as a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was like, I mm-hmm. cannot imagine, like, whenever, like, I got something, this is her talking, whenever I got something or I have something going on, and I, Jamil is the first person I want to share it with. Mm-hmm. And imagine if he's not there for me to be able to do that, you yeah. know? So, and that just, like, for her, that just wasn't, you know, she just couldn't see herself being in that space. Yeah. You know, um... And I appreciated that, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, you know, it it, it it told me that the foundation was there. The foundation was set. Absolutely. Because honestly, if that foundation wasn't there... It would have been a wrap. I know. It would have been a hard wrap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but, you know, we, we made it work. But right? both, actually, both of y'all say that all the time. Yeah. Both, and, and, and I love it because... Even even if you guys are not in the same room, y'all say the exact same thing. Like, I don't even with nobody else, but yeah, no, nah, you know, I like mean, y'all yeah, y'all yeah. choose each other every single day. Yeah, and, 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 and listen, y'all, marriage is tough. Let <laughs> 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 me look at this camera and tell y'all, man, marriage is tough. It is tough, but honestly, I can't see myself doing this with anybody else. Absolutely, I really can't. You know, yeah. um, I. You know, we have our challenges. We still have challenges, but, you know, we're in a really, really good space right now, too. 
you know. So, yes. um, and I, I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't want y'all to do it with nobody. Yeah, else. especially now that we got little man in the picture. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because like. He's, he's just so dope. I'm going to bring him on the podcast one time. I was just thinking that you should bring him up. Yeah, I'm going to bring him on the podcast yeah, yeah, one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you should. So we're going to sit here and interview him. He ain't going to say nothing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do that. But um, mm-hmm. I know we wrap, we, we're coming close to time, but I mean, it's, it's still... So, we might have to do a part two for this or something because I, it's so much that I want to learn about you, Aviance. Uh, I'll tell you, um, you know, I didn't meet Aviance under the best of circumstances. Here you know go. what I mean? Because... Um, she kind of pissed me off when I first met her. Are we? Are we? Are we wrapping up? Are we wrapping? <laughs> no, up? we ain't wrapping. I'm about to tell this damn story. I'm about to tell no, the story. Said, it wasn't even that like... crazy. It wasn't even that crazy. But, um, but it was crazy to me at the time. Like I had met my wife. They, her, and Aviance were. Um, they went to college together. And you know, uh, this was after they graduated from college. Uh, was it after? No. 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 Y'all were still, we still, still in college. Still in college. Yep. Because we we was in a in in the main wait, cafeteria room. Wait. What year did y'all graduate from college? Oh seven. No, it was after y'all graduated then. I didn't meet I met her. I met her in 08. Jamil, you did not. I did. Jamil. Listen. Now we got to bring Sally on here. Why are you trying to tell me when I met my wife? Because we were were in the main cafeteria. we were in the cafeteria, but she went back for a poetry event. That's what she was back there for. I forget the name of that organization over at y'all school. Oh, the po- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was that okay. little poetry organization. It was like the black organization yeah. or something like, whatever it was called. But oh. um, it was 2008, you know what I'm saying? Because I met her in February 2008. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, just, I, I got the receipts, you know what I'm saying? I know when I, I met mean, my wife. I have you know your receipts, Jimmy. You know, I knew her before that, but we officially had our first conversation in, in 08. 2008. 2008, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, but we was there at this event. I I don't, I don't know who this girl is. I, I don't know her from Adam. You know what I mean? So, um, and, you know, we was, you know, I'm getting some food. Like, I'm, you know, they have this little event going on, a little poultry event. So I'm up here getting food or whatever. It's fried chicken. And she came over and I don't even remember all of the details. I just remember her just being ignorant. <laughs> she was so ignorant. And t- because she didn't want this food that was on her plate, she took off of her plate and threw it on my plate. I'm like, like whose child is this? Listen, Who raised I, you? I don't keep food on my plate, Charles. I don't even know her, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know you. You were sitting next to me, so you get the food. I need to clear my plate to get more food. I was ready to duff her ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't even hit women. I don't even raise my voice at women. You know what I'm saying? But for Jesus Christ, I'm like, yo, who, whose child is this? You know, but, but ever since then, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we've been cool. And, like, we hung out a little. I, it wasn't really until, like, I want to say... Uh, I want to say 2017, 2018 is like when we really started getting really close. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because honestly, I was, I was, I think I had told you this before. I don't remember even taking a picture with you prior to 2018, <laughs> which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? You're my wife's best friend. I never took a picture with yeah. you, but you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. But, um, I, I think we were at, um, some event that I was getting an award at. Um, I, I think, I can't remember which one it was. But, you know, got so many awards, you know. Uh, oh, oh, well, oh, oh. I'm joking, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. But, um, 
Well, yeah, we took a picture for the first time, and then we just been we've been thick as thieves ever since. And, Absolutely. You know, I'm considered like the best friend in law. Best friend in law. Yeah, yeah. They they got the besties. You know, yes. um, uh, it's Avian, Sally, Joanna, and Erica, mm-hmm. and so that's the best. That's the best friendship. And I'm the best friend in law. Yes. You know, so. (laughs) But it's crazy how over the past couple of years, uh, I didn't kind of stole Aviance away from my wife as, you know, and she's become like one of my closest friends. You know what I mean? So, um, so much so that we're here today doing this podcast together. We're here today. We are the ones. We are the ones. Yes. We definitely got to do a part two because it's so much. I know we got to wrap, but uh, it's so much that I want to like just sit and talk to you about. Just, I want to dig deep into like your story. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I want to dig real deep, you know? Um, But this was a really good conversation. It was. Yeah, it's a really good conversation. Did you enjoy it, boss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this was great, man. So shout out to Charles, man. He's he's our guy behind the scenes, he's running Absolutely. everything, big boss man over here. Absolutely. And, and our entire team, Chuck, um, everybody, man. Yeah, I mean, we just uh we love just being able to bring this content, you know, to y'all and I'm looking forward to bringing more, you know, and we got some really amazing interviews lined up, you know. Still so got them. Still got them lined up. But we like, yes. yeah, we thought it was it would be important. For y'all to get to know who we are. Right. For us to just stop and pause for a minute. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but no, I, I I love this conversation. I'm looking forward to to the next one, you know. So, um, but before we wrap, make sure y'all follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, we are all over the streaming, um, the streaming world, you know. So <laughs> Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeart. iHeart. We on Audible, Audible y'all. Yeah. So if you like listening to audiobooks, just search We Are the Ones Podcast with Avi yep. and Jamil and we are there. You know what? And that's the thing, too, because somebody couldn't find us. Just Please make sure you do put Ivy and Jamil, because yeah. sometimes it pops up that way, too. Yeah. yeah. So make sure that y'all follow us. Um, please, on the YouTube channel, like, comment, subscribe. You know, that helps the algorithm help us continue to get our, our message out to the people. But... Um, I'm looking forward to, again, just more dope conversations and and just doing this with you, Avi. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until next time, keep winning on purpose. We'll see you later. Thanks for checking out another episode of We Are The Ones Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and listen to our podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and even on Audible. And then make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram at We Are The Ones Podcast. And make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share. Because remember, you are not just the one. We are the ones.